Hello, and welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Beyer. And I'm Len Foote. And welcome to the program. Tonight, the music of ACDC, one of the all-time great bands. And we'll get into whether they're hard rock, heavy metal, or something else altogether. That will be a discussion in which our expertise will really come to the surface. <laughs> expertise. <laughs> uh, if, you have, uh, if you're listening and you haven't um, checked out our previous episodes, last week we went into uh, the series The Office um, and uh, just kind of talked through some of our favorite episodes, favorite characters, uh, best intro scenes, um, its place in the sitcom pantheon, as it were. Uh, really good stuff. Um, and uh, check that out. And then the week uh, before that, we discussed the career of uh, Steve Martin. And despite some notable omissions, uh, that one's good too. Um, we failed to discuss planes, trains, and automobiles or and dirty rotten scoundrels. No expertise was shown. <laughs> Still a good episode, though. Here, we are so much to cover. There we are so very entertaining. Yes. <laughs> Probably focused a little too much on Leap of Faith. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, there should have been more focus on Leap of Faith. <laughs> or not enough. We're going to do a separate pod just on Leap of Faith. <laughs> Coming soon, guys. 2021, we're going we're gonna to pick it. I think we should do. Maybe uh, we can get Deborah Winger and Steve Martin to talk about it with us. They'll do it. Yeah, I think so. You know what else they got going on? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> I think so, Deborah uh, Winger. Deborah Winger is in a new movie right now with uh, Evan Rachel Wood and I think Richard Jenkins. Oh, I like and, them both. And Gina Rodriguez. It's about like a family of con men or something. Ooh, and Deborah Winger's out. in it. Yeah. Boy, she kind of like, at one time, she was like as big a movie star as it, as it got. Yeah, she took a lot of time off. Yeah. Um, I like her. Yeah, me too. Me too. She's, I think she's really good. Um, should, we, uh, should we get into sports now before we do ACDC? Yes. Quick sports catch up. Uh, basketball. Can you start with basketball? Yeah. Were you surprised that the Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals? Yeah, definitely. I thought it was going to be the Celtics. Well, I thought it was going to be Celtics Clippers. So. Right. Yeah. The Heat didn't just beat their opponents, they beat the hell out of them. They really did. And. Before the um, playoffs started, I didn't really have much of an opinion on the Lakers, but now I want them to lose. <laughs> because watching them play the Nuggets, I felt like not, not, the, not game five, but game four, the Lakers were getting all the calls. Because mm -hmm. Murray got fouled like two or three times the other game, they didn't call anything. LeBron fouled him, and it was just like, and 
I thought maybe, you know, Anthony Davis has never gotten a title, but I don't know. Just something about the Lakers bothers me. I'm like, I'm, I'm rooting for the Heat. Well, they're the Lakers, and the, they, you know, they, you know, they, you know, they're one of the class franchises. They're one of the flagship franchises of the uh, NBA. Um, the ratings are up when the Lakers play, um, and you know, all the history going back to, you know, Jerry West and and Wilt Chamberlain. You know, the the yeah. NBA logo is Jerry West from the Lakers. I mean, the, so here's my question for you. If the Lakers win, does it change LeBron's legacy at all? Yeah, I think a little bit. I mean, it's another championship. The um, the thing that doesn't help, though, is he basically just recruited Anthony Davis and got him. That's always the argument with other teams from the past that they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like the Heat, he, you know, they, those three all got together for the Heat. He won championships like that. Yeah. The Lakers, he got Anthony Davis, who's, you know, that, that gives them two of the top ten players in the league. So it kind of dims it a little bit. That's his M.O., though. No, I know, but I'm saying he's never going to overtake Jordan, I don't think, because of stuff like that. Where do you rank him all time? Um, he's, he's top ten. I don't know exactly where I'd put him, but probably top ten. Top five? Maybe. I'd have to think about it. Probably. I mean, he's done a lot. Yeah. I but think like I said, the, the the decision and stuff like this, like, okay, I'm gonna get Anthony Davis on my team. But the, well, the one thing he has in his favor is is taking some of those Cleveland teams far with really not much help. So that was impressive. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> J.R. Smith is a Cleveland treasure. He hasn't even gotten to play at all for the Lakers. No. Say, uh, Deion Waiters, not no, uh, no time at all. Is Waiters hurt, or is he just not? I don't know. Playing? I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think he plays much defense. Yeah, they're. They're not really going deep in their bench. Who do you pick if, to win the uh... – I, I think the Lakers are – I don't know how they can stop LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think the Lakers are going to win. I would love it if they didn't, but I don't know. I don't think this is a good matchup for the Heat. The uh, I thought that the Nuggets would give uh... – the Lakers a lot more trouble than they did. I mean, they they played them tough. None of the games were really blowouts, but yeah, the Lake at no point where I like, wow, the Nuggets really are kind of the better team. It was just pretty clear that LA was better. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but the Nuggets were they're pretty impressive this year. They might get back to, back to it next year. Think about the Nuggets against LA, and I don't think that you're going to see that in the finals is that the, the Nuggets had so many wide-open shots and just missed them. Hmm. You know, guys like Gary uh, Harris. and, and uh, They might have just gotten tired because they, they – I mean, it takes a lot of energy. They came back from 3-1 twice. Mm-hmm. Against two, I mean, the Jazz are a good team. Clippers are a real good team. Yeah. So maybe they just got worn out. 
The Lakers are a really good defensive team. And the Lakers really haven't been challenged. Although the Lakers, I don't feel like the Lakers have played anyone particularly all that. I mean, the Nuggets are the best team they've played. Yeah. But, you know, the Heat, I mean, who covers LeBron on the Heat? Jimmy Butler? They were talking that they might try Bam Adebayo on uh, LeBron. They said they're going to try and like – covers Anthony Davis then? uh, Tyler Hero. No, I don't know who. (laughs) Yeah, they said that they're going to try and confuse LeBron with different looks throughout the game. They have no one to cover Anthony Davis if they put Bam on LeBron. I don't don't know how that would work. Yeah. one thing about Anthony Davis, though, I feel like he—I he, always feel like he's going to get hurt. So that could that could affect it if he got hurt. Would and would Butler be, and Butler is an outstanding defender. They might try Butler on LeBron. They might. They might. Butler's not afraid of LeBron. He went toe to toe with LeBron when. No, uh, he's not. Butler's not afraid of anybody. Uh, I think if they did pull off the upset, it would be. They do a decent enough job on LeBron, and they shoot the lights out. The Heat are not going to miss those open shots. Well, we'll see. I mean, the the Lakers probably will defend them better. They might not get as many open shots because they do have a lot. You know, they got Hero and Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. But – they're also younger. And I always forget (laughs) – you almost forget about Dragic, who's a really good player. Dragic is good. Crowder. Crowder isn't bad. No, I don't like Crowder. Crowder is a guy I would leave him open. Like if he had the ball, I would just leave him open. Hmm. Not a good shooter. And he didn't play that much, I think, in uh, game six. I think they realized that. They play, play better when he's not in there. We'll see. They might need him for defense, though. They might, but... Like I said, he's he's not he's not a strong offensive player. So you're uh, so you're picking the Lakers. Yeah, I'm going to go against you and pick the Heat in seven in the well, shocking upset. I hope you're right. That'd be fun to watch. What a great storyline, LeBron versus Pat Riley. Yeah, in the Heat. So that's a and Riley against his old team. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. It is. Anyway. Yeah, it'd be right. fun. The it play at the seven. I hope it goes I think it's going to go seven and I'm picking the heat. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So this will be how about we no, I don't want to bet because I don't I don't want the Lakers to win. So we'll bet uh No, a, I don't want to bet. I don't want to bet because I don't want the Lakers to win. Okay. I want you to be right. But if the Lakers win, at least you get the uh, satisfaction of lording it over me. <laughs> I don't want to, though, because it's no fun if it's, if it's a team I don't like. It's a team I like. Our brilliant listener, Kevin Stern, is saddened by all of this. He just wants right. you to like his Lakers the way he <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to football. So, Yes. Are, you, are the people of Cleveland celebrating in the streets? Absolutely. This is the first time they've had a winning record uh, since uh, 2014. Yep. And they uh, 
and like I said last week, they, you know, they, um, offense looks good. They're doing it the right way. They're, they're, they're working the tight ends into the office, uh, offense. Um, the, the running backs are looking great. And yeah, Chubb's, Chubb's really good. Yeah, he is. Um, and then they've got Hunt as a lethal, uh, you know, the two punch. Um, yeah, and Mayfield's, I, Mayfield's played well last two games, right? He didn't have a good first game, but. Yeah, sneaky good. He's, I think he's top 10 in overall quarterback rating. So, yeah, so looking good for who they play next. Dallas. This will be, we're going to find out a lot about the Browns against Dallas. Uh, Dallas, Dallas always underachieves. They're, yeah. They always have talent and they never win as much as they should. So they might get that. Is it in Cleveland or Dallas? Dallas. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a tough one. They, Dallas's defense is awful. Um, their offense is pretty great. The Browns' defense is not good, but frisky. Garrett had another strip sack, um, and uh, Ward is a really good cornerback. But their linebacking is problematic, and the secondary is still leaky. But that's because of all the injuries. I think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, I think what, Dallas wins, but I think it's going to be a tough one. What's the Jedrick update? Back and playing well. All right. Jedrick. Get your, <laughs> get your Jedrick jersey. <laughs> Wear it proudly. And what about the Bears? The powerful 3-0 and Bears displaying the heart of a champion coming back from down 16 against the Falcons. There is no quarterback controversy in Chicago. How can there be? No, he has to play. Foles has to play. He gets at least two games from this win. Just like I knew they wouldn't get rid of Trubisky before he got to play two games. Did it surprise? I was, I was surprised they pulled him. I was glad they pulled him, though, because that interception was terrible. They Were showed you- the replay. Yeah. And Robinson was in the middle of the field, wide open, bouncing up and down, like, throw it to me. And instead he threw it to, you know, <laughs> whoever that Atlanta guy was who picked it up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Mitch is a guy I want to succeed, but you're a quarterback. You were drafted second, and you can't throw a bomb. Oof. He can't throw a deep ball. That's like every quarterback – should be able to throw a bomb because he had one. The one again uh, threw it out of bounds. That would have been a big game. He had Anthony Miller wide open. Wide open. Overthrew him by two. Anthony Miller was wide open a lot yesterday. Yep. I mean, he he dropped one where he was wide open. The, The game winner, they blitzed, and the guy covering him, it was like Miller just ran right past him. I mean, it was a slant, but it was I was like, how did he get that open? Yeah. It was a, a perfect pass. Maybe Nagy's offensive schemes aren't as crappy as I don't that. mind Nagy. I know you don't like him, but I don't mind Nagy. Uh, Cohen get, getting hurt, that's bad because he was playing pretty well. And he's out for the year now. Oh, he's out for the year. Yeah, he tore his ACL. Oh, I didn't know that. So I don't know who they have. 
I mean, they'll they'll probably run Patterson more, and you know Montgomery's good, but Cohen's the guy. You need somebody to catch passes out of the backfield. I guess Montgomery can do it a little bit, but that's just you can't increase his load completely. So maybe the other guy, uh, they got some guy Ryan Ryan Nall. Um, I don't know how he is, but he's going to have to play a little bit. But they're skilled guys. Jimmy Graham had a good game. Robinson and Miller both played. I mean, they both had plays they should have made, but at the end of the game, they both made plays to win it. And uh, But they're not a good team. <laughs> like, week one, guy in the Lions drops the ball. Week two, the Giants just were bad, and Barkley gets hurt. They're getting lucky. Game three, psychologically damaged Atlanta. Oh, now they're probably going to fire their coach. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you don't. You can't just blow double. It's not like they made. It's not like they were good last year. They were seven and nine or something. They won their last four, I think, to save his job. And then they go zero and three, and they blow two huge leads. So I'm surprised he's not fired already, unless he's just one of those things where the owner loves him. Could be. Could be. But uh, yeah, the Bears are getting lucky. Uh, The linebackers couldn't tackle yesterday. Like I read. Somebody was grading like each, like they grade defensive line, linebackers, secondary, and they gave the def- the linebackers a B minus. I'm like, you weren't watching the game I was watching because, uh, what's the Atlanta's running back? What's the name? He's Gurley. Gurley was running through them like it was nothing. And well, Gurley's really good. He hasn't been good in a couple of years, I thought, and uh. They just were not tackling well. So they were – and I don't think Trevathan's played well at all this year. The secondary is good, though. Fuller's really good. And mm-hmm. their, their rookie cornerback's good. And the pass – the most encouraging thing yesterday was the pass rush. It really was. They really Hicks, – Hicks played great. He's the key, I feel, more and more. Yeah, because uh, Matt Ryan couldn't – he couldn't um, take his time. And he's a good quarterback. And – we were in his face, and uh, that's how we got that pick at the end and got back in into it. So, but we'll see how Foles does this week. I don't know anything about the Colts defense. Do you know if they have a good defense? The Colts defense? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to – Alex is on vacation. <laughs> of course he is. Um, family emergency, he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll check Instagram. Poor guy. I hope his um, I hope his cousin is okay. So he's he's posting from Liquor Box. So <laughs> I told him not to go there. Uh, well, Cal, Calvin Frank, quite uh, or uh, as usual, is on the scene, uh, and uh, he said that the Colts defense is actually very good. Yeah. In fact, uh, heading into tonight's game, they're playing um, the Chiefs tonight. You're, no, not the Colts. The Colts, the Ravens are playing the Chiefs. The, the Bears play the Colts next week. Oh, uh, that's right. Well, who did they play? They played the Saints. Anyway, anyway, uh, according to this article, the Colts have the NFL's top overall defense, top pass defense. 
number four run defense, number three scoring defense. Um, so they're off to a really good start. This will be a good test. Yeah, we'll see if uh, for Foles. Probably not a good idea to start Trubisky. We'll see if no, they're no. They said they're starting Foles. Yeah, we'll see if uh, um, the Bears' luck continues. Do the Bears go four and zero? I'm going to say yes, just because the Colts quarterback's Philip Rivers, and he's 80 years old, <laughs> and our pass rush is good. So I think. Maybe we force enough turnovers to squeak one out again. I, I mean, I don't think we're good, but, you know, we're not playing good teams. That helps. I don't think the Colts pl- played a good team yesterday either, though. I think that was part of it. I don't think they played the toughest team. They uh, – I thought they played um... – They played the Jets, and the Jets are bad. Yeah, and they beat the, the hell Jets out. Are, the Jets are 0-3. Right, but they did what you're supposed to do to a crappy team, and that's beat the hell out of them, which they did. Um, yeah, well, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see if yeah. the Bears luck continues. Yeah. All right, baseball playoffs real quick. Oh, by the way, uh, Kansas City Chiefs are up 27-10 to 10, halftime. That could be an AFC uh, um, championship preview. Yeah, I'm surprised they're they're playing them pretty well. I mean, they're beating them. They're up 17. I thought the Ravens would be really tough. The Chiefs look. Uh, the Chiefs just look really strong. Really locked in. You know who else is really or playing really well too are the Titans. Yep, they pulled one out yesterday. Yeah, Tannehill's playing. Still playing well. Very well. Played really well last year. Um, so for baseball, what do you think about the Indians? They're hot. That's all you want. I mean, they. I mean, they swept the White Sox. I would have been happy with a split. They swept them. And uh, you know, they they have the. Over the last ten games, they have the they and uh, Tampa are the hottest two hottest teams in the American League. So, you know they're they're peaking at the right time. I don't know um, their record against winning teams is pretty lousy, except for the Sox. Um, the Sox didn't beat any winning teams. Yeah, the so, Sox just just pounded all the losing teams. So we'll see. Uh, I think uh, the my heart says it's going to be a Cubs Indians rematch. <laughs> Could we make it through that again? My my brain says it's going to be uh, Tampa Dodgers World Series. Yeah, the, the Dodgers up- though they're another team with hurdles because they've never won with all these talented teams. Yeah, but they have Kershaw Mookie. never gets it done in the playoffs. Yeah, but they have Mookie still Betts. like their ace, and they never seem to get it done. I was predicting a, a Brewers upset because it's a three-game series, and Council can do his thing where he has all his pitchers pitch two innings. 
because he doesn't have to save anybody. It's only a three-game series. Get Hader to close them out. If the Brewers get enough hits off the Dodgers pitchers, they could they could upset them. I wouldn't be surprised. This three-game series, I mean, you're going to see a lot of upsets. Yeah, it's it's tough. It, so very very hard. Um, you know, I could see. Um, I mean, really, any team. I mean, in the National League, I mean, the Reds are playing out of their minds. Yeah, the Reds. The Reds are tough. I'm mm-hmm. glad. I was very glad. I didn't want the Cubs to play any of our division guys. I'm glad we got the Marlins. I'm like, let's just play somebody different to start, and uh, it, it lined up like I wanted it to. Because if the Cubs get past the Marlins, they won't play the Braves. Or, or Cincinnati. Or Cincinnati. Yeah, it could be Cincinnati. I'm thinking about it. Who knows? We actually played pretty well against the Reds this year. You did. So, the Cubs did. I mean, the Reds The Reds have, are almost the, the same team as the Cubs. Because none of their guys got any hits this year. But they have really good pitchers. They have... Bauer and Castillo and Sonny Gray. So they yeah. got a tough – that's tough, going to be tough to beat those guys, those starters. But every guy on their team hit 200, except for, I think, Winkler. <laughs> like Suarez, Vado, all – I mean, Suarez and Vado have been good. Vado's been good forever, and this year it's been bad. Yeah, it's crazy. And they have Nick uh, Castel- Castellanos. And he only hit like 230-something. Yeah. And he had 57 doubles, I think, last year. It's crazy. The and, they have Mus- the and they have Mustakas. Yeah, but they they didn't hit at all. But a short series, yeah, they could, they could beat the Braves. They got two strong starts from their from, – I mean, they got three really good pitchers, so they could easily beat the Braves. Should be fun. This three-game series, really, um, this best of three is really going to make people go. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really going to like. There's going to be the very interesting, unusual games. Yeah, because you can go all out. Because you're like, this is it. Only got three games. Right. So I'm not going to rest anybody. I'm not going to like a seven-game series. You can go. All right, let's save a guy. Let's save a closer. Or what? You know what I mean? You don't. You don't want to overtax everybody. But when it's three games is do or die, pretty much. So short. Yep. But that that's to the advantage of teams like the Reds with their great pitching and the Brewers because the Brewers have a lot of good relief pitchers. Yep. So, like I said, Council can do his wacky stuff. Have five pitchers pitch in one game, and. Uh, you know, like I said, the Dodgers, they've never gone all the way. They haven't been there. They haven't won since 88. They're always in the getting, they've gotten pretty far the past few years, but they've never won it. Right. They lost to the cheating Astros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, do you, how do you feel the Astros are going to do? I think they lose right away. Yeah, they're playing Minnesota. Well, they don't have the pitching that they once did. No, they didn't have a good year. I don't even think they're they're under five hundred. Yeah, they sneaked in, really did. Yep. The Astros and the Brewers both were under five hundred, but I feel like I feel like the Brewers could be dangerous. Really? Yeah. 
to do. Um, the other thing is those White Sox, they got the A's, and the A's lost their best player. So that helps them. Not inconceivable. I mean, like I said, the Sox didn't really exactly beat anyone good. Although I felt like they had a pretty good record against the Twins, didn't they? Or no? No. The only team that was a winning record that they did okay with was the Cubs, and that was a split. They each won three. Every other winning team they had a losing record against. Now this will be a this will be a real test. It also is interesting because these are all teams that have never, I feel like, for the most part, have never like the White Sox have not played Oakland yet this year. Yeah. So we'll see, you know, you're like, how does that work out? Yeah, it'd be interesting. That's another wrinkle. The Indians have not played the Yankees all year. Yeah. You think they beat the Yankees? They've got the pitching, especially if Bieber pitches like he's capable of. Um, so who's, who's the three Indians pitchers in that series? It'll be, it'll be Bieber, and then it'll be Carrasco, and then if it goes to a game three, probably uh, Plezak. Yeah, that's 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 three good pitchers. So, what about yeah. the, the Yankees? Have good pitchers? Uh, they have. Um, their best pitcher was uh, Garrett Cole. Um, but he hasn't been dominant like he usually is. Yeah, that's because he hasn't had the Houston quote unquote coaching. <laughs> yeah, I hate the Yankees, so I hope the Indians win. I hate the Yankees. Yeah. It, it's uh I actually like that they're playing them because you always want to beat beating the Yankees in the playoffs is great. Um but they've got Hap, they've got Tanaka. Um Cole by far is their best starter. Um and then their bullpen they've got, you know. Uh, Green, um, Britain was really good, and then of course Chapman. Yeah, I think the Indians can beat them though. It depends. The Indians can win if Ramirez has got to hit well and Lindor's got to do something. Yeah, he's been he's, he's been, been just okay this year, right? Really has been. He's due. Yeah. But I feel like there's only a couple teams in baseball that have hit well this year. Maybe three teams. <laughs> yeah. More pitcher dominant this year. Yeah, the White Sox. Short sure. season or? Right. I don't, I don't know either. The White Sox probably the best hitting team, I would feel like, in the American League anyway. I think Tampa – isn't Tampa Bay a good hitting team? Are they hitting better than the uh, – are they no, hitting? probably not better than the Sox. Yeah. But the Sox kind of uh, lost it a little bit the past week or so. Yeah, they kind of went off the rails a bit. But maybe they relaxed because they were in. Who knows? And I read something today that a lot of their hitters chase pitches out of the strike zone. And really good pitchers will take advantage of that. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and the playoffs is it's a different animal. Yeah. Um, it's when it when it comes to hitting. Um, so, 
Um, I, you know, I, I feel like that Tampa's hitting was like, it was all right. Lowe was probably their best hitter. Yeah, but they're probably the strongest team in the AL. Oh, they, by far. Yeah. By far. All right. We'll see. Should be, should be an interesting playoffs. But now let's get to the let's get to the meat of the show. Let's get to the heart of the matter. <laughs> you got your bracket in front of you, AC. I do. I, do. I have many notes. My uh, writing staff did an overnighter. <laughs> in other words, in other words, just typical Tuesday night or Sunday night. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's their usual overnight, but yeah, listen to all the ACDC albums and uh, read a little bit about their history. But they were happy to do it. I got a note from Tallulah saying uh, that uh, their attempts at union organization were met by a couple of goons named Jan and Lars. I don't know what she's talking about. Typical. Lula, she just started working here, so. Yeah, she was promised, uh, you know, benefits, gift certificates to Mr. Beef. <laughs> um, They're coming. The, They're coming, Tallulah, if you're listening. All the missed, she's asleep. This is the <laughs> only time she's allowed to sleep is when you were doing the podcast. Well, that's all right, Tallulah. Nice try, though. <laughs> <laughs> she's alive that's good yeah um so uh, what what uh, what did your crack research staff uh uh come up with um well let me let me ask you i always like starting with this is so what was the first your first exposure to acdc well it was honestly it, i was um 11 years old and you know I, you know how like old you are when you like discover fm radio yeah it's kind of like you discover this you know kind of cool you know subculture and uh, you know the dj's are giving away prizes and playing all this cool music and it's like you put away all your you know all the old music you used to listen to and um but when i discovered radio I was in sixth grade and there were three hard rock stations, four really. And uh, they all were playing the, the album that really was playing everywhere was uh, back in black um, because that was 1980 and that album was released. And it was, it was, you just couldn't, you just couldn't escape those songs. And they were so popular that um, they were playing some of their older hits like, Highway to Hell and uh, PNP and Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. Uh, Cleveland could not get enough ACDC. <laughs> and uh, I remember thinking, like, who are these guys? I'm, Hell's Bells is still, like, awesome, awesome. I think it's an awesome song. And uh, so that's, uh, that's kind of my – when I hear uh, Back in Black, I always am reminded of – uh, summer and uh, starting middle school, uh, sixth grade. What about you? 
Yeah, pretty similar. I grew up across the street from my grammar school. So I'd always people hear people in the um, outside, you know, cranking <laughs> these ACDC, especially TNT. Yeah. Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. I mean, Back in Black was everywhere, obviously. But I, I totally remember just them uh, playing those songs and me going, what is that? That's, that's good. Yep. One of my friends, I think, I don't know if it was grammar school or early high school, one of the first songs he learned on guitar was TNT. <laughs> so. Plus, they were like the they were like the scary band, you know. The, the Highway to Hell album had uh, Angus Young with the two devil horns coming out of <laughs> satanic music. <laughs> yeah, it was. They were scary. But that was that was something that uh, I was looking into because that's that album just exploded, and they had let's see five albums before that yeah um all great what you just said because back in black got so huge crazy huge they re-released some of that stuff and then those albums became huge like uh dirty deeds that came out in 76 and i think that's their third best-selling album now oh wow and back in black's number one by far yeah and then highway to hell and then great album dirty deeds great album yeah and dirty yeah dirty deeds so uh, like i said that was one of my favorites right away i like that song a lot and you know they're from australia too <laughs> you kind of forget that sometimes. so they're luke longley's favorite band <laughs> he probably <laughs> he was like listen when I come out, can you play rock and roll ain't noise pollution? That's that's his uh, that's his uh, walk-in song or his intro yeah. song. Luke Longley, Delhi loves Power Age, <laughs> or Powerade as you called it. <laughs> stupid, stupid spell check. That's a really good album too. All those uh, high voltage, Power Age, Highway to Hell. Back in Black. Uh, the live album is great. Um, if you want blood, you got it. I it feel was like actually, I said I said five was six, six albums before. I forgot High Voltage. That was their first album. Great record. Yeah, six albums before uh, Back in Black. Two of them came out in 78 because they had Powerage and If You Want Blood, You Got It. In the oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, in your opinion, are they better than Led Zeppelin? No. I agree. Because I think after Back in Black, it's kind of not the same after that. I agree. I think they lost something when Bon Scott um, died. And I, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like they had started to make the album Back in Black with Bon Scott. He died. Yeah, and then they got Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, who was uh, the owner of a successful roofing company <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> yeah, he auditioned and uh, and he got the got the. Listen, gig. if you guys don't pick me, I could do your roof. 
<laughs> they were probably like, you know what? <laughs> two for one if he becomes our singer. Maybe we get a deal. Pass the bourbon. How's his drinking? <laughs> uh, I love that the young brothers, Angus and Malcolm, were both five foot two. Are they either that short? Yeah, both of them were like tiny, tiny guys. And he's, he's Angus Young. Is, is he the one who wears the schoolboy stuff? He's the schoolboy. You know, still wearing it. And he's 70. Have you ever seen uh, ACDC Live? No, I haven't. I actually asked, I asked Bruce that. And I, no, I, I never got to see them. Did you? I saw them at Wrigley um, with, uh, a few years ago. I forget how long ago that was. Like four or five years ago, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was... Uh, it was, it, yeah, I mean, they're, they're getting up there now. But I'll tell you who I was really impressed with was Angus Young. The guy never stopped moving. And he's just a ball of fire. Just goes, he just goes crazy. But his riffs are always clean. And, I mean, he sounds great. That's, that's um, yeah, that's impressive. Very. Uh, he was the, by far the most impressive part of the whole concert. Yeah. Um, and they played the hits, and there was a, the energy was great. The crowd was super into it. He's not as old as I thought. He's only 65. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They started really young. So they were 21 when they – he was 21 when they did their first album. Yeah. Brian Johnson's 72. And Cliff Williams is 70. Isn't the drummer like in a whole lot of trouble? Didn't he have like terrible legal problems? Did he? I don't know. <laughs> I'll well, have to ask my staff. Wake them up. They, they overlook something. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I it's feel like for a, them. another overnighter for them. I feel for them. I'll have to send them more cookies. Yeah. Well, I, I think some of the interesting things about them is they were pretty prolific at the beginning so they did basically an album a year they did two in 1978 and then after back in black um for those about the rock came out in 81 and that i think debuted at number one i think because they got so many fans for back in black i bought that album the day it came out was there at Camelot Music at Westgate in suburban uh, uh, Cleveland at Rocky River, Ohio, and bought my cassette. <laughs> uh, you're I, like, hey, ladies, like ACDC? <laughs> New album. Yes, I met a lot. Set. Met a lot of people that way. And here's let my, me, here's my let walk. Let me rewind this for you. The title cuts the best. I could see it. Here's my Walkman. But, <laughs> but, I mean, they've been together for, so that's 44 years at least. They only have 16 studio albums. They seem to maybe slow down after um, back I think, back. Well, they probably made so much money. They're like, well, we can take our time. Right. Because that, because there hasn't been that much after that. I mean, they did their, they did like an album every couple of years, 
and then they did Razor's Edge was a was a huge one for them too. Yeah, because they had Thunderstruck and Money Talks, and my favorite holiday song, Mistress for Christmas. So the classic always warms, warms the heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, the kind of just that was not too much after that. They had uh, Ball Breaker five years later. Ugh. And then another stiff upper lip five years after that with your favorite ACDC song, ACDC song, House of Jazz. Yes. That's, if that is not a number one seed, I am protesting the entire <laughs> bracket. It's not in the bracket. My fax machine is open for business. <laughs> well, fax yourself a complaint because House of Jazz did not make the bracket. Completely. 48 un- songs. So unacceptable. One of the number one seeds. Well, let me let me let me finish something real quick. Oh, sorry. Because okay, so two thousand, right? Yeah. And they don't have another album for eight years. Hmm. And then Stiff Upper Lip comes out, and it's a Walmart exclusive. (laughs) When I think Walmart, I think (laughs) ACDC. Hey, uh, after we get our cereal. Can we go get <laughs> Black Ice by ACDC? Because <laughs> we can only get it here. They're so strange. I mean, they had to have, like, you know, negotiated a deal. I mean, I, I want to know, like, how much... Um, like, what was that... Um, here it says <clears throat> Walmart. Well, I wonder how much they paid ACDC to, for that it's, exclusive. It's just, well, it's odd for a few reasons. One is they had recorded an album in eight years. What right. if they just go hunt down some Walmart executive called up Angus Young? <laughs> And said, "Listen, we're tr- <laughs> we're trying to sell some CDs. You guys want to do an album for us?" <laughs> it was probably cheaper, you know, knowing Walmart. And uh, but and ACDC doesn't seem that type of band because they're like out of all the heavy metal bands, they never even had a ballad. They never did anything like that. They are. They're standard. They're just going to, they're trying to rock your face off. But maybe, maybe it's what you were talking about with their drummer. If you need, really needed the money, maybe he was like, Hey guys, maybe he's the one who spearheaded it. He's like, listen, <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am in a lot of trouble. I owe $412 million or a billion. If you trust Forbes magazine and I need to, get some money guys so let's go talk to walmart and then uh yeah that was just an odd thing in their uh career and then a couple years later i think the last thing they did was the soundtrack for iron man 2 and what's funny is so that that's i I have these notes here and what i wrote underneath it, it was possible comeback question mark and what happens today yeah good good timing 
Good time, man. Yeah, Phil Rudd was arrested and charged with uh, uh, attempted uh, uh, hiring a hitman for attempted murder. Uh, what year was that? Does it say? 2014. Oh, so that was after uh... Black Ice. <laughs> Black Ice. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was surprised by that and I was surprised that they don't have they don't have a ton of albums. Well, uh I kind of I mean I can respect that. I mean if they, maybe they wanted to take a break or maybe they felt like they didn't have any No, I I'm I respect it too. I was just surprised. I thought they had more than they did. Right. I mean they have live albums and stuff. I didn't include the live albums. Right. Do you like uh, Do you like Thunderstruck? I do. I do. That was a theme song to our championship softball team. <laughs> Before every game, would be like. Da, 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 da. That is one of like the ultimate stadium sports songs. Yeah, they well they have a, a few I think, and their stuff is used in movies and TV shows a lot. They. Uh, um, like I, I wrote I checked on some of that too like Shoot to Thrill was in the Avengers um, Stephen King had that movie Maximum Overdrive which was all ACDC songs Yep. talked about Iron Man 2 Private Parts had You Shook Me All Night Long in it <laughs> the James Vanderbeek classic Varsity Blues had Thunderstruck I don't want your life. Classic Vanderbeek. Ultimate Van Oscars. And and Training Day even had ECDC songs in it. Oh, that's interesting. I don't remember so that. Denzel was like, I'll do it if you put some ACDC in there. <laughs> Mr. Washington wants all side two of... Uh, School of Rock, too. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts of School of Rock. When they sing, uh, It's a Long Way to the Top. Which I think that's my favorite ACDC song right now. Uh, the my son was in the School of Rock and they did an ACDC show and it was awesome. They did a whole show of ACDC AC songs. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, what was your favorite one they did? Uh, they did a whole lot of Rosie and it was awesome. Yeah, those kids were <laughs> jamming. <laughs> and how old were they? Oh, I mean they range in. They range in age from like eight to uh, sixteen. <laughs> I'll send you the video. It's it's because uh, 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 I know I've got it somewhere. Yeah, those kids were. Uh, oh, that was an awesome show because ACDC music is not hard to play. Yeah, it's, they're they're not really. That's the thing. They just they basically just like beat you over the head with riffs and just yeah, kind of plugging you into submission. They're kind of like they're kind of like Motorhead like that too. They're just meat and potatoes. Yeah, you know what you're gonna get from them. Right. I mean, ACDC is more popular than Motorhead, and Motorhead I think has actually done a couple ballads, but same same kind of thing. Like here it is. Here here's some uh, rock and roll, and if you like it, good. Are they are they heavy metal? I think so. Because I, I say Highway to Hell is my favorite heavy metal album. 
Your favorite heavy metal album is Highway to Hell? Yeah, I love Highway to Hell. Yeah, heavy metal. Better than, yeah. better than anything that Black Sabbath has ever done. Yeah, I, I think Highway to Hell is pretty much perfect. I love it. Awesome record. Yep. Yeah. I don't know I if it's so. better than Black Sabbath's debut. <laughs> I don't know. But no no disrespect to uh, Highway to Hell. It's, I listened to it over the weekend, and it completely effing great. I feel like I want to swear when I talk about ACDC records. You know, just want to drop a few F-bombs. Yeah, I was scaring uh, Rufus today. Oh, with your uh, jam? Rocking out to some Power Ridge. <laughs> He was looking at me. What? What is going on? <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah. So yeah. So with the bracket, that's what I have. So they don't have, like I said, they only have sixteen albums. So the bracket's forty-eight songs. Okay. Not my usual sixty-four. Right. And you want to guess the one seeds? The number one seats. All right, I'm going with You Shook Me All Night Long. Mm -hmm. I'm going with uh, Thunderstruck. Yep. I'm going with Highway to Hell. Yep. And I'm going with uh, Back in Black. Yep, you got them all. And I still say Back in Black is going to win. The voters are going to get edgy and vote Back in Black over You Shook Me All Night Long. Oh. I think it it depends on who ends up voting for it. Right. If we have people go deep on ACDC, I might be I might be something more surprising. Maybe something off of Highway to Hell or because Back in Black. If you're if you're a big ACDC song uh, ACDC fan, you've heard every song on Back in Black probably a million times. Right. So you might not vote for that. So we'll see. Well, it depends. Like if it's more casual ACDC fans, it'll probably be Back in Black or You Shook Me All Night Long. Mm -hmm. uh, you Shook Me All Night Long, if you did it to the general public, that would win, I think. Because that was like a crossover hit. Like everybody liked that song. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> you'd go into a bar and you would see just all sorts of people playing that song. It wasn't just heavy metal guys or hard rock guys playing that song. Everybody liked it. Just a huge hit. I mean, to this day, I think. And there's only, there's only three songs that they, um, that charted for them. I mean, they're more of an album band. Right. And none of their songs, three of their songs made the top 40, but none of them went higher than like 23, I think. I think that was Thunderstruck. And You Shook Me All Night Long and Back in Black were, I think, were in the 30s. But they uh, were that kind of a bit. They were an FM band. All their songs were. No doubt about it. They, were, they weren't interested in singles. You know, it's interesting. They got a new producer, um, and I think he was uh, on Highway to Hell, uh, the very famous producer, Robert John Mutlange. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, uh, and he kind of gave their uh, songs a more um, 
kind of a, a, a more produced kind of sheen. And um, he uh, he produced, um, I, I think he produced uh, Highway to Hell. I think that was his first. Um, and then he produced uh, Back in Black and then For Those About to Rock. And then he uh, said, boy, there's a new band from the UK that I can really make a lot of money with. And uh, he went to produce their albums. And that band, of course, was your all-time favorite band. I knew you were going to say that. Def Leppard. He did the Cars, too. Yeah. And Foreigner. Brian Adams. Huey Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, he was a pretty popular producer for a while. Married Shania Twain. Mutt what is Lang. your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite ACDC song? Uh, mine would be, and I really have to thank uh, our uh, brilliant listener Bruce Hollett, but he he convinced me of the greatness of Riff Raff. Yeah, he uh, said that was his favorite today. It's uh, it really is awesome because <laughs> uh, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's all it's just it's just kind of the same. Uh, thing over and over again and it's just it's just sort of like it's just one of those like songs that seems to just grow in power as the song goes on and um just really just total ass kicking song um and uh there's really not much lyrically to like with any there's really not much lyrically to any acdc song <laughs> um yeah i just think it's i think it's awesome especially a great driving around windows down crank it kind of song um what yeah, about you kind of gotta crank all their songs that's just how they are you really yeah you really do very very true what, what's your favorite bob i think now right now it's a, it's a long way to the top that's the one i think great song yeah they got a lot of great songs though what about your album i said highway to hell what's your favorite album there's um it's i think it's got to be highway to hell they're all boy those they're all really good um it's either highway to hell high voltage and you know back in black i played so many times but it, it's still like there's a reason i played it that much because it's because it's awesome yeah uh, those would be my top three yeah i think just they have a great stretch, basically, from high voltage to for those about the rock. Yeah. Kind of decline a little bit. But I do like, I like Razor's Edge. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I think all those albums, I think they're, I, I really do think they kind of lost something when Bon Scott died. Um, I mean, I feel like they, definitely had enough juice to do back in black. And then I feel like they kind of tried to, you know, continue in that highly produced, um, you know, pop friendly sheen. And I think it just made their album, I don't want to say bland, but they're definitely not as interesting as those seventies albums. No. Yeah. They had a nice, nice stretch there. Um, Here's, wait a minute. I don't know if that's right. Anyways, 
But yeah, it's funny though that they, their biggest success came after Bond Scott died. Yeah. Crazy. I'm wondering, I wonder if they're going to tour. I mean, he's only, um, he's only 65 though, Angus Young. That's not, I feel like that's not that old. I yeah, and I, I thought he'd be in his 70s. So. Yeah, and he's not um, that – he he didn't really, like, party as hard. Like, Malcolm Young, like, had to quit drinking and go into rehab and all that. Um, well, I don't even think he's in the band anymore. Malcolm Young, he died. Uh, that's why he's not in the band. Yes. <laughs> well, so you are correct. <laughs> he's not in the band. That's a good question. What? Mayor Daly no longer dines here, sir. He's dead. <laughs> Guess which what is played on Spotify the most? What song? Uh, what ACDC song? Here we go. Guess guess the top five. Top five ACDC songs. Uh, yeah. And wait a minute, is that right? It can't be right. They don't have. Oh yeah, there it is. Okay. Yeah, guess the top five. Top five most played on Spotify. Of of all time. Well, this is just for how long Spotify has been the most played. But like, uh, but like of all songs in general, not just ACDC songs. No, no, no. This is just ACDC. Oh, the top five Spotify. Uh, top five. I'm going to guess Thunderstruck. That's number two. Uh, I'm going to guess Back in Black. Number one. I'm um, see, see, they're going to win it. <laughs> I can buy totally <laughs> in it. Uh, I'm going to guess, uh, just for fun, I'm going to guess TNT. Yeah, good job. Number five. So I'm going to uh, listen to one. Um, and I'll guess uh, You Shook Me All Night Long. Yeah, good job. You're on it today, B. You are on it. I'm on the ACA, please. <laughs> You know, Back in Black, I failed to mention this, Back in Black was an episode of Cobra Kai. Yep. Yep. So I credit Thunderstruck's number two showing because of Vanderbeek. To be honest. <laughs> Vanderbeek powers everything. He really does. He's the key. Actually, he's the key to ACDC. In fact, I'm pretty sure that Angus Young credits Vanderbeek. <laughs> or... Uh, the uh, distinctive sound of ACDC. He's he's made a lot of money for them. So <laughs> sure has. Maybe we should get Vanderbeek on the pod. Talk a little varsity blues. Talk some Dawson's Creek. Oh my God, that will be uh, our highest rated show of all time. Talk about um, the the B in Apartment Twenty Three. Do you remember that show? Yeah, is that him and Kristen Ritter? It was supposed to be good. I never saw it, but it was supposed to be a good show, actually. But it only lasts like a year or two. Yeah, I never saw it. Yeah, but I'll give him a call. <laughs> is there is there a song besides Riff Raff, like a kind of a deeper cut of ACDC that you'll be rooting for in the bracket? Uh, is whole lot of Rosie in the bracket? Of course it is. I'll be rooting for that. 
Yeah, that's a. I'll try not to pit that against riffraff in the first round. I'll. Um, there's also uh, what's the song? Um, uh, Let there be rock. Yep, that's uh, in there, of course, too. Yeah, that song's great. Um, I mean, high voltage, great. Uh, Walk all over you, love that song. Yeah, we'll uh, see. We'll see how many. Uh, like I said, how many huge ACDC fans vote in it? I think that will determine the winner. And of course, shoot to thrill. I mean, shoot to thrill is. Um, I mean, it's a little overplayed or just, you know, but I love that song. Me too. I don't think it's overplayed out of compared to some of the other stuff on Back on Black. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good song. I'm going to guess that's a number four seed. Five. Five seed. Yeah. Riff Raff is a 10. Whole Lot of Rosie is a seven. But I won't, I won't put, I haven't done the matchups yet, so I won't put Whole Lot of Rosie against Riff Raff. Oh, it's not too late to lobby for matchups. So I don't upset you. I will. Because uh, the bracket will be start on October 1st. Bruce is the ACDC fan here. Bruce. Oh, he'll be yelling at me a lot. You'll get a lot Bruce, of faxes from Bruce. Uh, you are going in front of a stern and demanding taskmaster. <laughs> yeah, he got pretty angry with the Dylan one. He will be. Yes, that's another one. He will be looking at you with a most unforgiving eye. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you put the brackets out for. Yeah, it's it's no it's uh, only fun if people get take it seriously. We'll be the judge. Will Oaken, uh, you know, Oaken's not. Uh, I don't feel like he's a uh, major ACDC. I mean, he likes them. He likes them. He'll vote. I don't He'll think he's a huge. Yeah. yeah. Brian, Brian loves ACDC. He'll vote. Nick. Dan. Dan's a big ACDC fan. Will the great Nick DiGilio uh, stoop to vote in the bracket? <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe he will. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> you broke the news to him about Jay Johnstone's death. He was very sad about that. I was sad too. Yeah. Seemed like a good guy. I guess he was in bad shape though. I didn't see. What did he die of? Uh, Amy posted about it. He, she said he had dementia, and then he got COVID nineteen. So. Oh, Amy Seely. Yeah, I guess she knew about it. I love that Amy Seely is now a huge sports fan. It's. Uh, I think it's just great. Yeah. I don't think I ever heard her mention sports once, at all during the nineties when we were at the factory theater together. Mm. Um, yeah. Now she's like breaking news about Jay Johnstone. <laughs> <laughs> she really has. Yeah. Full of surprises. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this this should be a fun one, though. I think so. I, you wonder if it's going to be, because at first blush, I would be like, oh, this is not going to be one of your more popular brackets. I don't know why I think that, but ACDC was so popular. Maybe it will be.
I think Vanderbeek's going to vote in it, so that'll, that'll get people to do it. <laughs> Want to call them? <laughs> All right. I call them. Uh, <laughs> uh -oh. I call them JVDB. You you do you call them JVDBB? When I text He's, them, I'm like, hey, JVDB. Yeah, he uh, he made a tick. He made a TikTok video asking uh, Len to please stop calling. <laughs> he's just he's just being playful. <laughs> he made five of them, five TikTok videos. You know we hang out. <laughs> Me and him and Katie Holmes, Michelle Williams. Oh yeah, what, what do you guys do? Uh, you know, talk about being artists. <laughs> You don't mention me, do you? You don't talk about me, do you? No, not really. Why not? I'm talking to them. Yeah, but they don't I know you. Be, I should. First of all, they do know me. They're just uh, intimidated. Um, second, well, I think Josh Jackson doesn't like you very much. Well, fuck him. Ooh, I use, <laughs> use my language. <laughs> Can't help myself when it comes to Josh Jackson. I think Josh Jackson went to see Dirty Diamonds, and he's like, mm -mm, nah, "Yeah, whatever." Like he did not like that one. Yeah, well, that didn't stop Josh Jackson from saying, "Oh, Beef, yeah, great show. Oh, let's go out for drinks. Oh, I'm kind of short on cash. Could you float me?" That runs up a fifty-dollar bar tab, and I've still yet to see dime one from Mister Josh Jackson. But how often do you talk about the night you hung out with Pacey? We don't need to go there. Okay. All right. That's uh, you. We, you said you would never talk about that. Now here you are in the pot. You're the one who talks about it all the time. Look, look. We went to a photo booth. <laughs> Me and TV's Pacey. That was, was That was a special night. Yep. And I know you enjoyed his work in Little Fires Everywhere. So stop pretending. I haven't seen Little Fires Everywhere. Uh -huh. Right. I see the poster. Too painful. I see the poster. That was a gift. You were like, why? I, you taped his picture up above Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington's. Don't lie to me, Beef. I see it. It's right in the corner there. I'm moving the Zoom Right next to your pile of rib bones. I'm moving the Zoom camera away. <laughs> From your Josh Jackson shrine. Oh, God. Is there nowhere I can go? <laughs> the Zoom camera just gives me. I hate Zoom. That so, note it just shows all my memorabilia. <laughs> God. Oh man. Well, on that note, maybe we should uh, wrap it up. We have been at it for about an hour and fifteen. You think our podcasts are too long? No. Uh, JVDB. He thinks they should be two hours long. That's because JVDVB, I, I can't even say it right. That's because JVDVB has Only nothing one on B. It. Only one B. That's why you can't hang out with us. Oh. Uh, shouldn't you just overlook this? You know, I, I have trouble with consonants. <laughs> well, let me talk to Kevin Williamson, and we'll see if you can come to the next hangout. Please talk to Kevin. I will. I will. He always speaks well of me. Okay. Uh, I'll let you know. I got him in uh, a few times into Liquor Box. <laughs> All security. World's greatest place.
He always said to me, thanks, Beave. Yeah. This is the third time you've got me into liquor box. <laughs> now, excuse me, it's uh, it's well drink night over at the bar. Yeah. That really is. Uh, although uh, now that we can, uh, the bars are open again, I think we should celebrate at Liquor Box. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So on that note, uh, <laughs> coming up next week, we're going to do review Rolling Stones top 500 albums. That should be a good one. It's, uh, it's good for our expertise. We will dissect it make our notes, what we think should be on there, what we think shouldn't be on there. They've redone it to uh, allow for more artists of color, female artists, so it's not just primarily 75 to 80% white men. So I think that's good. I totally agree with the number one choice. This should be a great, uh, a great podcast episode. I hope everyone tunes in. And remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. And what episode is this? Number 11, 12? Uh, this is 12. Okay. Our 11 previous episodes are also available. Just go to jagbags.simplecast.com. That's right. And you can, watch, you can uh, listen to any of the previous ones. A lot of good ones on there. A lot of good ones, especially last week, The Office, and the week before, Steve Martin. Those are two good ones. Start there and move to some of our more popular ones. Um, but, yeah, they're all there. If you go to jagbags.simplecast.com, there, there's a whole list. Um, it's, a, it's, nicely, it's, a, it's a nicely arranged website, and, uh, and uh, it, it's a full list of our expertise. All expertise. Twelve episodes, total expertise. So tune in and tune in next week for a Rolling Stone podcast. And and, uh, and until then, until you're when you're ready to listen, put a little jag bags in your ear.